0: and welcome back to another episode of How to Feel Good. I'm Alex. As usual, thank you so much for being here. It means so much to me. Uh, and as usual, in keeping with tradition, a little weather off update, a little weather update off the top. It was sunny in LA yesterday, probably throughout Southern California, and it's changing our lives. I think it's still very cold. There's a lot of wind. It's I hate the wind. It's so annoying. But at least there's sun. Us Angelinos, probably Southern Californians in general, really struggling with all this rain, frankly. Um my someone told me that that we've received more rain than Seattle this year, which makes me want to die. <laughs> but anyway, spring is right around the corner or spring is here technically. Summer's right around the corner is really what we need to hear because I need to just like absolutely lay in the sun to warm up my body. But I wanted to let you know that At least the sun is shining, so we're grateful. Okay, so the episode this week is focused on how to be better, which sounds I wonder what your reaction to that is because I think some people might not have the best reaction to how to be better because it implies you're not good enough or bad or whatever you know I think even the 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 general way you perceive that is informative for you because for me I'm I love the idea of getting better I love the idea of growing and expanding and being the best version of myself and that so to me I'm I don't feel any negative connotation and if you do Just take a look that you just don't, you don't think you're good enough already. And you've got to address that because you are, but we could always be better and be better. Doesn't mean like, you know, I think we in America tend to think of better, like 10 pounds lighter, you know, a hundred grand more in your bank account, whatever. But being better means so many different things. And I think it's, you know, it's really the focus of everything I'm doing. I'm working here to build A business, and as I've said before, building a business is the ultimate unlock into figuring yourself out and being the best version of yourself in all things. And so that's really my first love. And um, so being better to me is really at the crux of most of what I'm doing because I just want to keep expanding and getting better. But sometimes that sounds... Superficial, when in reality, it could mean you've identified a weakness and you're doing something so you can be a better person, a better friend, a better colleague to everyone in your life. That could be being better. So I think it's important to do an analysis like that every now and then because we get lost and we, like I've said a million times, I think we get into the routine, into the day to day, and we can plateau when we don't even realize we're plateauing. This has happened to me. I've talked about it with my health and fitness because at this point I've been consistently working out. I was always pretty healthy and I but I've, you know, I, I took it up in, to a new level and I've been at that level for such a long time that I absolutely can find myself in a plateau. Even though I'm like, but you're always going to be fit, you're always going to be healthy, but if you think that way, you can kind of start to Fail to see where you're not showing up or where you're not pushing yourself. And you don't always want to push yourself. Like some days, I'm like, I do not, I don't totally feel like pushing myself. And I think it's really important to talk yourself through those moments and to understand why. And sure, every now and then, maybe you're having a day where straight up you're just like, I can't do it. And that's okay. But I think you should ask why and work to push yourself in those moments where you don't want to. Um, That's a big part of how to be better because it teaches you a new level of self and it shows you how to unlock. And if you're like, well, I have no capacity, you can find more capacity. It teaches you to broaden yourself in a way that you didn't know was possible. And that is something that is so, I want to discover new parts of myself. I want to see myself challenge all my expectations and exceed them. So that's really to me what being better means And I'm going to talk about how all of it is very straightforward. It's like, you know it all. You know this. It's all shit you've heard before, frankly. But I'm going to go into the practical, into the, I'm really going to break it down in a way that hopefully helps you see it in your own life. That's really what my goal is here. Okay, so number one, step number one of the three steps that I'm going to outline here of how to be better a absolutely realistic analysis of the situation. What's happening here? Some And, you know, we often, especially if we're moving quickly or we're avoiding something, we think we understand, but we actually don't. We've taken a snapshot and we're not even looking at it. So we don't actually, we haven't labeled what's really happening. We're not there with it. So you might think, of course I know. Mm, you might not. You really need to say, what's at the root here? So if if you're not working out. If you're not where you want to be physically and you feel like you're already, you're taking the steps so you should be, take a real deeper look. You're like, well, I'm working out every day. I'm showing up. I'm doing it every day. What are you eating? What are you drinking? Are you stressed? Are your workouts hard? What kind of workouts are you doing? Is it time to Shift them, change them, push your body in a new way. Or maybe you're not where you want to be in your life. And you're like, but I'm doing everything. And it's just, I just, I just need to keep, put my head down and keep going. Which yes, absolutely, that's key. But what else is at the root here that you're not getting at? Maybe you're not really into anything you're doing. Maybe you don't enjoy any of it. Maybe you don't believe in it. Look, take a real snapshot so you can have a firm understanding of what's at play here. Maybe you're in a relationship that you do not believe in, it turns out. You think it's fine, quote unquote fine, but in reality, you know you're feeling deep down this sense of something, this dread. So what I really think, number one, this real analysis is, can also be like a emotional energetic check-in, and if you're not um, a spiritual guru like me... (laughs) You might not love this term, but it's true. It's like, get to the bottom of what you're really feeling. Most of the time, people don't know. They are disconnected from self. They are busy, hyped up on caffeine and food and sugar, myself included. I love caffeine. And you can get moving so fast that you're not tuned in with yourself. And so you can spend a whole day in a state in an emotion. And at the end of the day, you can be like, whoa. I don't think I checked in with myself all day. I don't think I knew what emotion I was feeling personally. like I don't think I was there with myself. So it's so important, especially if you find yourself frustrated or in, in need of change, to take this analysis, to really get there with yourself. Be present, ask questions, and understand where your body and your emotions are. So you can get to the root of what's keeping you from achieving like I spent so much time jumping from business or from um job to job and I was like oh the next one will have what I'm looking for I keep I was just keep I kept looking and looking and looking it's like what is going on here you're looking for something and you're not finding it so what's at the root I want something that is aligned with who I am And I started asking questions and really trying to understand where all these urges were coming from instead of outwardly blaming other things, which we all do. Or instead of just saying, it's just what I'm just, I think another thing I often did was like, I'm just like one step away from it. And I wasn't, (laughs) but we tell ourselves this story, right? We tell ourselves a lot of stories, which is why this is key. It's so important to interrogate your assumptions, interrogate the stories you've told yourself to get to the root, to get to what's really happening here. And it can be hard and it can take time. So maybe you know that you're not at the root. Maybe you're like, something's off here. Something's wrong here. I just don't know what. That's good information in itself because you know at least you don't know. And so you're asking yourself on a regular basis, what's happening? And slowly but surely, it will be revealed. But you need to get real. You you need to stop lying to yourself. If you feel like you're not happy or you're not where you want to be, you need to say, I'm clearly not where I want to be. I want to be somewhere else. I want to have achieved something different. I want my reality to look different. Good information. Now, why, is, why doesn't it? What are you doing or what are you not doing that's contributing? Okay, that exercise is so important because knowing is the first step. This all feels so cliche, but I, if, if you are not happy with where you are, you're not doing it. So this is my clarion call to you to do it. Start doing it. And then now that you've made this demand of yourself, number two in this three-step process is what's the one thing you can do? So for me, when I was struggling with career, I had finally realized that the only way out of my unhappiness at work was to start my own business and create my own freedom and autonomy in my life. I was the th- what I, would be- I had been looking for, of course. We all are. So in order to do that, I had to start thinking about what that looked like and what skill I would use and really get specific about how it would look and how it would work. And as I thought about this and built offers and ideas about how I could offer those things to people who would pay me. (laughs) Um, I was, you should ask yourself the question, what's the one thing I can do to step closer to this. In the beginning, it might truly just be making a plan or asking yourself these questions. Like what skill do I have that people would pay me for? But after you've done that for a bit and once you're starting and like, and I studied people who had done it, I went online listened to some videos, some entrepreneurs, etc started educating yourself you have no excuse not to educate yourself. literally every answer to every question is on the internet. So I started doing that and then you know I think after I probably did that for at least a year and then I said, well, you know the truth about this whole thing if you want to start seeing change is you've got to, do something you've never done before. There's no way around it. If I wanted the freedom and autonomy that I wasn't getting from anywhere else, I was going to have to do things I had never done before. And the same is true for anything you want. So I threw down thousands of dollars on a, on a course. I think like I had done so much studying for free and I had built things and I had been freelancing on Fiverr, which is a really low, like it costs, it's an extremely low barrier of entry. You don't have to pay anything at all and you get paid. Now, of course, I don't like advocate for Fiverr long term because they take like 20% of your profit. Um, But it was a great way to get my, dip my toe in there and see that people would immediately pay me for my work. So I had done that for a while. And so after that, I said, you know what, I'm going to throw down for like a, a, a real course. I'm a big fan of courses, but I'm also... I always tell people like, be smart about it. Do your due diligence, research it, and don't just drop tons of money because I think like it's something insane. Like I think like 80% of people who buy courses or maybe it's even higher, do not finish them. So be smart about it. I never bought a course I didn't finish. And I don't buy course, like some of my friends buy a ton of courses and I love that for them. And I think it's a beautiful thing to do. Like I know someone who I think who like has a budget of like a couple grand a month for courses. It's a great way to broaden your skill base and to strengthen just like like get stronger. However, I I I'm very careful about it. So I just I just want a little preamble about that. Okay. So I threw down money and when you do that, that's a huge sign to the universe in my opinion. That's like, you know, really putting it on the line. And I think it's important to do stuff like that to really shoot your shot because it shows yourself, your subconscious, I'm putting something on the line here. The same as like if you were to like quit your job. I think those are both like powerful ways to show the universe that you're ready for the challenge. You're ready. Um, So I put up a couple grand for this course. I took this course. It was a good course. It helped me put my website together. It helped me build my business out further and take further steps so I could launch. And so I think I'm going down this long story to tell you like find the one thing in my case that in that moment it was this course maybe for you it's 1 hour a day of research to move you closer maybe it's 1 hour of writing or creating or maybe it's like 1 hour a day or a couple hours a week to going on dates if your goal is to find a partner like like find the thing the one thing Just one. It's important that you find one because if you have too many, you won't do any of them. Find the one highest leverage thing you can do and do it. So, you know, for me, it would be like in the beginning, spend an hour a day researching, maybe spend an hour a day writing. One of those things was my highest leverage. By the time I'd done that for a while, it became buy a course. And then, and then every day it was do one hour of work from that course until you complete it. And then after that, it was do implement the other actionable steps from the course every day until your website's up and you can start taking on clients. File your LLC. Set up a payment processor. Those are like, those are very specific things, but you need to find the one thing One thing. I'll keep saying it. Don't make it a list of 15 overachievers because you're not overachievers because you won't do them. One thing and do it. That's the other part. Do it. Don't say you're going to do it. Don't think about doing it. Do it. I think of it as like I used to play water polo and swim and, and you never want to get in the pool in the morning at like five or six in the morning. And I was just like, just jump. The minute you start thinking about it, you'll want to get in. Just jump in. That's how I feel about stuff. Just dive into it. If you start thinking about it, you'll talk yourself out of it. Okay. So what is the one thing to do and then do it? And here's the last part. The most important part, Be consistent. Because we got here because we were consistent, right? Except we also realized we'd plateaued. Consistency is so good. But consistency can blind us. Because we're like, but I work out every day. But I'm super healthy. But I'm super, I don't know, like even like you could be making decent money. I'm doing pretty well in my career. Sure. So your consistency has paid off already. But you've plateaued. So it's time to reassess. So then we start this whole circle again. This is how you be, this is how you be better. <laughs> is that a good sentence? This is how you be better. Um, you want more for yourself, right? Little, I'm doing a little interlude. You want more for yourself. You want to have, you have a bigger vision for yourself. So you've got to ask these questions and you're going to do this all the time. You're going to find yourself doing a version of this repeating cycle over and over again and that's cool because you're going to learn from it so you're going to say oh I've plateaued what's at root here what's at the root of my plateau what's the one thing I can do to um, interrupt this plateau to make a change and then be consistent until you see a change until you see the manifestation of what you're working to address let me give you a dumb example before we get more into consistency I had hit a plateau with my workouts. I was doing the same thing over and over again, but I was doing it consistently and I was doing it a lot. So, and I was fit, but I wasn't at my best. I, could, I knew I could be better. I knew I could be leaner and stronger and look even better. And so I asked myself, what's going on here? And I was definitely going through the motions and I was just like doing what I was supposed to do. And I wasn't experimenting either. And I think experimentation, especially in fitness, but in business too, is so important because it lets you get to a new level. Um, Because even if you've achieved the most, even if you've dominated a market, you can easily be outmaneuvered if you're not paying attention, right? You know stories about this. If you're not paying attention, someone will come and find a faster, better way to do something and they could unseat you. You see it all the time with companies. I think it's important to constantly experiment and, and look. So I was had plateaued. And so I said, let's try something completely different. Let's start doing this crazy kind of Pilates at Studio MDR, which is like, it's very specific and unique and it completely up leveled and changed my fitness. And so once I made that choice, I said, okay, I'm going to try it. Even though like I'm not a class person, I really take great pride in the fact that I have built like a little home gym that works for me really well. And I have like discipline to use it. So anyway, I bought, it's not cheap studio MDR, but it's definitely worth it. And, um, I showed up even though it's like a class full of like Pilates girlies. So that's intimidating in itself. And now I'm addicted to it and I am very consistent in it. And I think I've, I'm almost at six months and I've seen, I've never been more shredded. And that's the power of changing and asking yourself what's up. And like, like, and then being consistent once you've made the choice. Small scale example, but anyway. So consistency is super important. I'm not a planner. I'm off the cuff. My life is off the cuff. I have had a million jobs. Like I have a friend who's had the same job for like 10 years. Meanwhile, I have had probably 10 jobs in 10 years, (laughs) probably more frankly. But um, I say that to say, so that's how I am like big picture, but I absolutely live in routine and consistency. So like I am off the cuff in a lot of ways, but in or- because of that, my day-to-day, I'm very into my routine. It's, it gives me structure in my larger picture, unstructured life. And you might be the other way. You might be super structured, big picture, and might be a little bit more loosey-goosey in the day-to-day. That's beautiful. You know that about yourself. Great. But- if that is you, you might struggle with a consistent workout, for example, or a consistent practice. And so your job is to get better with it because consistency is huge. It's like compound interest, baby. It absolutely feels monotonous, but it's at that very, the darkest before the dawn, it looks like a boomerang or no, a slingshot. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm such a ditz. It's a slingshot. You just keep showing up day in and day out. It feels so monotonous, so boring until one day that strap lets go and you just absolutely zoom past everyone else. You don't have to live for that moment, but that is the power of consistency. And it's so important in everything you do. So that's the last step. So look how long it took me to arrive there. Be fucking consistent. Once you've identified that one thing, be consistent with it until you see results. Maybe they won't even be perfect. Like I'm at the six-month mark with Pilates. Like I said, I'm shredded, but I miss my strength workouts a little bit. And I'm thinking of switching it up. And that's okay. Experimentation is great. But you've got to be consistent. Give yourself six months to see if you make a difference, if you start to change. So in this be better cycle, give yourself that grace and freedom to be consistent so you can see if it makes a difference. Learn from it. shift it if you need to, or double down, keep going, whatever you want. But it's really important to lead with consistency. You owe yourself that much. And like I said, it's just consistency is it. (laughs) It's like last week was about the struggle. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to learn to love it. You've got to learn to love that day in and day out. Sometimes it's going to feel like a real drag. And that means you're doing it right because you don't, you, that's how you win. That's how you succeed. Everyone's looking for the quick fix. And the quick fix is long-term <laughs> consistency. The point here about being better and wanting to be better is in, in this three-step process is being real with yourself, taking one action, just one. This is simplification at its finest. And then being consistent with it. If there is something in your life that you want to change, this is how you do it. This is how you shift. This is how you grow. I call it being better. If you have a bad connotation with that for some reason, call it expanding, call it evolving. That's really what it is. You know, this um I've been noticing my patterns in the office. Like I've talked about like sometimes I was getting really wrapped up in stuff and I had to say, you have to let it go. And that's one thing I decided to shift to, to be better, a better version of myself and a better colleague to others. Stop letting dumb shit bother me. Even if someone says something a little bit rude, who cares? It's not worth me fucking up the whole vibe because someone was careless, thoughtless. Probably truthfully didn't really even mean it that way, but I, I've found this to be one of the best ways to save time, time spent chewing over something silly. So this is another example of how I am a better person because of this. I'm a better person. I'm a better colleague. And I show up better to my work that matters most to me because a dumb interaction does not matter to me. So now I'm better at saying, what's really happening here? Oh, someone said something that bothered you. Do you care about that person? Does that person hold enough weight in your life to bother you? Nope. What's the one thing you can do? Forget it was said and move on and then be consistent. So keep doing that. And that's what I did. Every time it happens, I'm like, do you care about this? Nope. Move on. You're happier. You run out of work and you're stoked. You're like, good day. Now I'm full of energy and can go do more. So that's the power of this three-step process, which like I said, seems so simple because you've heard it all before but this is practical. This is the practical application of it. And I think we should try it more and really try it more, not just say we're trying it. Take a real snapshot, find the number one lever moving thing you can do and then be consistent. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was, uh, it gave you some good tips and advice that you can uh, incorporate into your life, let me know. I love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode of How to Feel Good. Okay, bye.